Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Rolling up on 607 here on your Tuesday morning. There is a Christmas bird count that mm-hmm. goes on in our city and in cities all across the country. And uh, I do want to find out why there is a Christmas bird count. Why because Christmas? Maybe people are home and yeah, they're, they're hanging get, out. They're maybe they even have windows. more eyes than, than, than usual. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Well, we'll ask the question of Jody Allaire. She is the Director of Community Engagement with uh, Birds Canada. And, and sorry, uh, Jody. He joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm sure that's not the first time that's happened to you, so my apologies. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, is it because there are people at home during Christmas holidays, there's more time or more eyes that can uh, keep an eye on and help out and do this bird count? Yeah, partly. It's it's actually a really long-running program. Um, the program started in, in 1900. It's, oh, wow. it's over 100, 120 years old. And it, and it had its origins uh, in the northeastern U.S. Uh, during the, the, the Christmas, during Christmas Day, there was a side hunt, and a bunch of people will go and try to kill as many <laughs> birds and things as possible over 24 hours. And um, uh, Frank Chapman, uh, uh, an ornithologist, said, hey, you know, why don't we turn this around? And instead of going out and killing birds, why don't we go out and count birds? And so the original, the, the very first year of this was 1900, and there were actually a couple of these bird counts in, in Canada. So Canada's uh, been involved right from the get-go. And that has just turned into now one of the longest-running citizen science programs in, in the world where volunteers go out and collect data. So it's it's got, you know, kind of interesting origins. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, just a tradition of happening around that time. But I think there's that side benefit of this is a time where people are thinking about, you know, tradition and family gatherings and doing that. And the Christmas bird count has become one of those, especially to the, the birding and nature community at this time of year. And we're kind of relaxed and maybe we might notice birds that we might not have before because we're too busy, you know, heading off to work and we're doing this and we're doing that. Um, how does this work? So do you have volunteers that, oh, oh, there's a chickadee or, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's actually, it, it, is, it is an organized count. So there are count circles. Um, you know, so like the city of Edmonton um, would have has a count circle, and they're about you know 24 kilometer diameter circles. And there's usually a, a coordinator, um, and it could be a local nature club like Edmonton Nature Club, um, you know, running running the counts, or it's just a volunteer. And you usually divide the circle up into sections, and then you get volunteers or teams to cover each section. And so those areas are done, you know, sort of without overlap. Those areas are done every year, and some counts have been doing you know the same circles for for a hundred years and and so uh, so it's a pretty fun and and often you know people are submitting their data to a compiler that data gets submitted online and then organizations like birds canada and audubon society in the u.s can use that data to help track bird population trends over time and what does that tell us tracking these uh, these trends yeah, it actually tells us a lot. You know, long-term population monitoring is is really key for keeping tabs on how 
our, our, our wildlife and plants and ecosystems are actually faring. And volunteers through, through programs like citizen science programs that Birds Canada runs are huge in, in order to be able to collect this amount of data, right? If you didn't have programs like this, you wouldn't be able to collect the same amount of data just with professional biologists. And the data is really good. And so the Christmas bird count data specifically uh, is used by um, the Committee on the Status of Endangered Wildlife in Canada. It's a federal government uh, body that recommends which species uh, need to be listed as species at risk or not. It shows us which birds are declining. Um, and here, just looking at Alberta, um, you can use that data to look at some wintering bird population trends. And uh, we're seeing, you know, increases in certain species for sure. But I think that the main key is that uh, this data acts sort of like an early warning system. It, it lets us, and you know, keep tabs on especially Canada's wintering bird populations to see how they're faring, you know, which species are increasing increasing which species are decreasing and if species need conservation action taken. So what did you find in the Edmonton area? Any surprises? Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm not sure specifically with Edmonton. I haven't seen the results yet because it's all very fresh. Um, but just looking at some of the results uh, through counts that have reported their data already in Alberta, um, it's, it's definitely been a warm year, right? We're having an El Nino event so we're definitely getting a very unusual winter right across the country. And so the conditions, especially the past, I, I know it's about to change, but the past couple of weeks, anyway, here in Alberta, we've had uh, less snow cover and it's been warmer. So we've seen actually a lot more waterfowl species spread out throughout the province that are normally much further south. Um, we're getting um, a, a, few, a few less uh, of the northern finches and, and not quite as many, you know, bohemian waxwings and that, but that is less like, less tied to the weather and more just cyclical in terms of food source. But yeah, it's been really interesting. The lack of snow cover and the warm weather has definitely made it interesting. We've had some pretty high counts of birds with lots of waterfowl. Well, that's been that's been sort of the story so far. And do they just, uh, you know, grab a grab a charter flight and head south as soon as it gets cold, just like the people tend to do? Uh, or do they stick <laughs> around, and is that a problem? Yeah, so certainly it, the... Um, uh, very quick changes in the in the weather, right? If you have like you know, in, in really unseasonably warm followed by really unseasonably cold, that's going to be really hard on a lot of birds for sure. And even even the residents that are nor that are used to winter. Um, so yeah, so the waterfowl they could get stuck, right? They could be in big trouble certainly with with the temperature changing so quickly. Um, but I do want to point out like that there's we are seeing one of the things that's often said is that we're seeing more birds wintering further north in Canada, birds that typically go off to the south are wintering further north. And that's one of the results of Christmas bird count. But there's uh, but there is also another side of that. A lot of our northern hardy birds, like Canada jay, and even birds like uh, chickadees, boreal black-capped chickadees, these birds are built to survive winters in cold temperatures by caching food. And uh, so basically picking their food throughout the fall, summer and fall, and storing it into like a thousand different places in the woods. And then they use that food source throughout the winter. And when you've got 
temperature changes happening the way they are. And, and with climate change really exacerbating that over time, it actually makes it harder for our northern hardy birds, like the, the Canada jays and, and chickadees, to, to survive. It actually makes it much more difficult because they risk food spoilage. And, and we're seeing that with Canada jays in the southern parts of the range. They're actually disappearing because of this. So, so the um, Christmas bird count's showing us some interesting things. And definitely um, our change in climate is also making things rather difficult for, for a lot of birds. Hey, Jody, what is a Canada jay? Is it like a gray jay or is it like a blue jay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a gray jay. Yeah, so okay. it, was, uh, it, was, it was, it's actually the old name for the for the gray jay, uh, which is also known as whiskey jack, it's indigenous name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the uh, it was it was its name was changed back to its older name several years ago, back to Canada jay. Uh, there was a several Canadian ornithologists that were really pushing to ta- take back the Canada jay from the name gray jay. Uh, I know a lot of people still know it as gray jay, but yeah, and now we call it uh, Canada jay, but it's still that awesome. Uh, and certainly one of my favorite birds. Yeah, it, so it, fantastic. I've had one eat out of my hand once. Aww. It was really Oh, cool. yeah, they're the best. Yeah. yeah, they're the best. They're such a great bird to connect people to nature. Like, it's, uh, I don't know how you can't become a birder after, like, spending some quality time with, with a Canada jay, that's for and sure. As we know, if you don't know the proper name for that, then you have to go check in with a mocking jay. Oh, you don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's been going around for a while. Uh, well, awesome. that's, that's the humor you kind of get at <laughs> 6 welcome. o'clock in the morning, Jody. 2024, here it comes. Just another quick question before we go. I know Victoria, ha- they found a new species there on the island. Did we find anything new, something that kind of is exciting that we don't normally see in Alberta? Um. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen all the data yet, but I will know okay. uh, here in, Drum- in Drumheller, um, we did have, uh, we do have, uh, a local rarity, um, a red-bellied woodpecker, um, which is uh, the eighth, eighth record for the province that's been hanging around uh, Drumheller, and we did get it on our local Christmas bird count here. So that's uh, that's a really that's a really great bird for a Christmas bird count. So, um, but yeah, I, I know we'll, we'll we'll see. I'll see all the results soon enough, and uh, and we'll see what else we get. But yeah, you know that these events are a lot of fun. I and it's even though the season's wrapping up, highly recommend people getting involved. In this and other great monitoring programs and if you visit our website birdscanada.org um, you can find out all sorts of great opportunities for for people here in alberta to to get out and start monitoring and, and enjoying birds perfect thanks for this jody appreciate it hey okay thank you so much take care have a great day jody allaire is the director of community engagement with birds at canada and enthusiastic about his birds mm-hmm. as you can hear yeah I, I, have you seen a, i had no idea what they were called gray jays gray and jays. now apparently they're not even called gray jays they're called canada jays, canada jays. are they not in the united states uh, we didn't have enough time with jody to ask all of these burning questions about the canada jays but yeah i was i was a little confused about you know, blue jays canada but not anymore jays. and do we have canada jays in the edmonton area i they the only one I saw was um, in Can in Canmore. It was Banff National Park, I think, and uh, I had something in my hand, and they came and ate it out of my hand. I thought that was like really sweet. <laughs> it's the first time it's ever happened to me. Was I? Oh, except unless it was a pigeons, and you have pigeon food, and they just like the rodents of the sky coming well, at your head. I don't like called, it. Called the rats with wings. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Canada Jay or the Gray Jay, primarily uh, in northern parts of Canada and mostly okay. through Canada. There's a right. little bit as you look at the map that they'll dip into the uh, the excited states of America, Idaho, and and down into some of that area, but not very much. Mostly 
It's a Canadian Jay. Yeah, well, hopefully he's they're nice, unlike the Canada Goose. It's Britain, it's Britain you know, doing not great things to the name Canada all around the world. He's <laughs> like, oh, I hate those Canada geese. And we go can't, to the bathroom and call they want. them. And I'm like, oh, yeesh. Cobra chickens. Cobra, Cobra, Cobra chickens. chickens. <laughs> 618. I love how we have different names for absolutely every bird here today. We should do the Christmas bird renaming. Renaming. I like as well. it.